Hello, welcome to another episode of Mid Mitten Gaming. We are so excited to uh, bring you another episode. This will be our first episode with Mr. Jeff back in the picture from his trip. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. Uh, it was a good trip. Uh, I really enjoy the Middle East and enjoy being over there. So it's good to be yeah, back. Yeah, well, we are excited to have you back and to be crunching down on some hobby stuff. Uh, so before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, to quote a friend of mine, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we're oh, going to go ahead. <laughs> yes, uh, Ian. <laughs> We are going to go ahead and uh, talk about a little bit of hobby progress. So, uh, Jeff, let's start with you. What uh, what have you been up to lately? I've been busy. Well, mostly because I've been out. I have, like, a lot to catch you guys up on. I was doing some CYM painting uh, recently, and so that's uh, only using black-white, uh, uh, cyan, primary yellow, and magenta. And so... Um, to make all the colors. And so I painted up my Bushido Warband. Is that what they're called? Warbands? No. Um, <laughs> well, maybe. Now you're really testing me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't welcome. know. Anyway, I painted up my Bushido uh, group with, uh, with with the CYM painting. And so that's been a lot of fun. They're almost done. And then, uh, let's see. Today, this even just this morning, I did a bunch of conversions for Freeblades. So I got the saw out and was hacking and slashing away at these guys and uh so far i got four models converted up and a little work left to be done on them but they're looking pretty snazzy um and those are for some uh update the, some stuff coming down the pipe and then the other thing i've been working on is uh i did a thing and uh i did a spontaneous buy where i saw the uh Castle. Middle Earth, yeah, I know. The Middle Earth strategy battle game, and I definitely picked up uh, the Battle for Polino, Battle Polinor Fields two-player starter set, and so I have been uh, painting up the Army of the Dead. I got some orcs in the work. The Rohirrim are in the work, and so orcs, I'm. Orcs. I'm excited to get those guys uh, painted up. I, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. Like, over my station right now is Glamdering. And so uh, I'm, I'm just a huge, uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings nerd. Love the books. And so, and the movies are great too, but love the books. And so. Yes, I, so please send all donations to, <laughs> to help him recover. <laughs> I'm never going to financially recover. Yeah, well. Well, and then I'm, I'm going back to the shop I bought it from this weekend. I bought it two weeks ago, and so I've been watching the movies while I put it together and stuff. And if they have a box set, there there may be another, Boy. yeah, another you know typical. I don't have everything painted yet, but I'm gonna buy some more models for it. Uh, At least you have the undead painted; they look great. They do look really snazzy. I really like how they came out. For batch painting, I thought you did very well. Yeah, I don't know why I keep using the word snazzy, but there you go. That's so, right. So speaking of which, I'll go ahead and give Jeff a yeah, shameless plug here as well. Stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, no, I was I was gonna give you a shameless plug. Uh, so uh, Jeff has been doing commission painting for a while now, um, just here and there, and uh, the last couple of years he's started to uh, actually kind of you know become more official not just hey friends you know i'll paint that this is my price so um give it a, a look out jeff can you tell us a little bit about the facebook page and instagram you just created uh yeah so primarily like i put all the painted finished models on instagram i'll probably use the facebook page for some more in progress stuff but um yeah so you can go to mid michigan miniatures and search that on either instagram or facetube face paint uh Facebook, Facebook. Uh, face paint <laughs> anyway and uh you can see kind of the work i've done there you can message me to get a commission if you want um anything like that and so uh yeah give us a like and a follow on there with mid michigan miniature and um we'd love to and you know share what work you've d done and things like that love to see what you guys are painting as well so really enjoy it i have some pricing stuff up there for commissions right now um i'm been told i'm very cheap 
And so <laughs> told them Jeff's really good though. I I'll go ahead and um, give him a little review here. You know, uh, Jeff's a buddy of mine, so there's a little bit of bias to this, but um, over the years he's painted me up a couple models and even when it's more casual, um, just he's always put, you know, his heart into it and he's done a really great job. Um, always they look great on the table. Um, him in particular, his models as you pass by them, uh, you know, especially free blades because um, community's growing in that. I, they just look spectacular. The main picture for his Facebook right now is a uh, Night Defender. So if you see a free blades model on there, Night Defender, you'll know you're at the right place. But, um, but yeah, check it out. It's definitely affordable. Um, Jeff will work with you too, and you know he'll get an idea of what you want and be able to work what that price is on his price tiers and stuff. So if you are like me and you don't always have time to paint or you just like something to look nice, go ahead and check that out. We're going to link that uh, probably on the Facebook page as well as in this newest episode. We're going to put a link to that in the Facebook tag there. So, uh, yeah, check it out. So, um, yeah, so, so my hobby progress. Yeah, what have you, you been working on? I'm crying a lot because I can't paint as well. Uh, no, um, so the main thing I've been working on is uh, I have a resin printer. I've had it for a little while now, and uh, it's been a really up and down roller coaster. But recently, I downloaded a new splicer. Uh, it's called Lychee or Lychee Splicer, um, and I've loved it. It's done really great, and I finally have gotten some great prints. I have um, recently gone on a binge of printing BattleTech stuff. <laughs> Even though um, you've as, never played. Even though I've never played the miniature game, I've yep. played the sister games on the computer, such as MechWarrior a lot, and now Battletech, the actual computer game. So, vaguely familiar with the universe, and the mechs are at least familiar, but big stompy robots, you can't go wrong. Um, I've watched videos on it. Me and Jeff will eventually play among the other myriad of games, or me and whoever, but it'll be a good time. It's just casual. My son likes the models a lot too so that's been kind of fun i might make a simpler version and just have us play for fun sometime but yeah that's the main thing i've been doing other than that i was uh just kind of painting and basing up a storm for my bushido models recently uh both for freeblades and for um bushido um for me bushido and jeff freeblades we were able to do a demo day at next level espresso if you weren't able to make it we hope you can make it out next time but it was pretty awesome um yeah, i great. paint I painted up my two forces for that Ito and Minamoto. I uh, did some snow basing on the Minamoto. First time I used uh, Green Worlds or Green Stuff Worlds uh, Ice Effect. It was very cool. I put it on the uh, the blacksmith's anvil that's on the base, and um, it's really sweet. The ice effect around the top of the anvil just looks awesome, and I love it. It looks really great. Um, uh, other than that, I tried to work on my highlighting a little bit, but just kind of got everything ready for the demo day is really what I've been working on. And that's kind of all I've kind of all I've had time for. So I'm hoping to casually paint some BattleTech miniatures here soon, just for, um, just for fun. Just, yeah. uh, be, be able to uh, cleanse my palate a little well, bit. And, so. and we'll throw we'll throw you into a game and we'll, you know, watch my little 35 ton Jenner nuke your Atlas. And, uh, you know, there you go. I never printed an Atlas. I, they look kind of like, a wonky, but it's the Griffin though, or the Hunchback. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can one shot pretty much any part of my guy with the twenty twenty AC twenty. Uh, but yeah. So uh, you mentioned the demo day over at Next Level Espresso, and we just want to plug that. So we've been playing out of uh, a sweet little cafe in Elma, Michigan, uh, called Next Level Espresso, and uh, they've been really generous to us and giving us a space to play and we've been doing free blades bi-weekly up there so if you want to come join us if you're in the area that'd be great if you're not find a club near you and 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 start gaming uh but they they've been doing a great job uh excellent coffee i'm kind of a coffee snob and so i really appreciate their cloud nine mocha <laughs> shameless plug there but uh but their other uh their black coffee is really good as well and so uh yeah, the demo day was great. I I don't I I'd love to hear about how the uh, Bushido demos went, but for the free blade part, uh, they had I don't know we had five or six people come through and play some demos, and we had a blast. We ended with a beast hunt uh, with people who wanted to play a second game or whatever, and everybody was laughing, had a great time. The guy who played the beast 
uh, just smoked one character, three wound character, like all full up, ready to kill this monster. And uh, the giant just comes down and smacks her with his club and one shots her, does four life points to her, which is like crazy. And so it was not a pretty sight and lots of gore, but we ended up, ended up taking it down. I won by the hair on my chinny chin chin with my, um, one of my spear people get follower actually. Uh, getting the uh, last shot, and it was a uh, Mershale Sentinel. She last shotted the uh, the thing, and so it was a really fun game, though. Great demos, great time meeting everybody out there. And uh, Jake, one of the guys who played with us, he ended up winning a Shambler off of me, and so uh, for doing those demos, and we already gave that away on our uh, Mid Michigan, uh, sorry, yeah, Mid Michigan Free Blades community uh, Facebook page. Actually, it's just Michigan Free Blades community. Yeah, it's like there's no bid in that one. Yeah, don't, there's don't, not. Don't sorry. confuse the people. We're sorry. It all <laughs> means Michigan. the same thing. You just have to find different words. Mid Mitten, Mid Michigan. How did uh how did it go with the Bushido table? I saw a lot of people over there. Uh, I thought it went excellent. I had a lot more people come by and just kind of observe or check out the board and everything. Um, that's one thing that's awesome with Bushido. I feel like Oriental boards just look beautiful. Um. You know, I love the look of the the um, you know, temples and the, the little oriental-looking huts, the Minko huts from TT Combat. And, um, same with the, I really like the, um, gosh, I can't remember the name of it now, but the red archways, gosh, Tory uh, gate, gates, yep. Yep, yep. So that was really fun, but I, I did about the same. I did, uh, I think, five or six demos. Um and they went really well. I, I enjoyed the guys that got to play and, and girls that came out. And I appreciated people letting me teach them the game. And I, um, it sounded like a lot of them were really interested in it. I, I um, definitely hope that they give it a more chance. One thing with games like Bushido or Free Blades is they uh, have a crunchy rule set. What I mean by that is there's a lot to them, but it's like chess or anything else. It's like it's worth the it's worth the rules because you it just lets you enjoy the game that much more. So uh, with the demo, we do really high-level stuff. I was kind of, you know, um, not skipping, but just not talking about certain aspects of the game. But uh, there's a lot to it. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to here in the future, we're going to be doing some mini-series on Bushido again. I've done a little bit already. Uh, I'll be possibly doing another episode here shortly just as like a touch base but yeah you gotta get part three out yeah i gotta get part three of my new player series which i'm hoping to interview one of the demo players we'll see on that but yeah after that um we um we're gonna touch on it some more because it's just a great game i'm starting to build a community around here Uh, we already have a solid uh, probably three to five players already um and then throw in anybody else that's now interested or going to get into it you know i think that there's some really fun potential, and um, I'm even hoping to do uh, a tournament probably in the winter. Um, so looking forward to that and just some getting some regular play nights going, uh, hopefully at next level, and we'll go from there. Yeah, great. Yeah, Bushido is a it's it's a fun game. I I've been enjoying it. It's uh you know really kind of chess like and you can do some different maneuvers it's and uh i lost my first actually couple of games against you even though i tabled you because uh you had more victory points than i did and that was all that mattered was victory points and so that caught us off guard uh i thought i had won and i managed to clutch uh i managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory and so uh <laughs> but yeah, that's always, it's a it's a really enjoyable game. Um, so, but tonight we are continuing our faction overview for Free Blades. Dun dun dun! It's uh, been a long time coming, but uh, you know uh, we got busy with stuff. We've been doing the Curse of the Crimson Throne stuff, which we hope you enjoyed. Yep. So that's taken a little bit of our uh, hobby podcast time, and we've been enjoying that. We are going to continue that. So. Keep a listen out for that. But in the meantime, we hope you, uh, if you are new to Free Blades, that you go back. And uh, we've already done a couple faction highlights. Check those out. They have some really great information. And then going forward, we're going to be doing some um, on some different factions, hopefully the rest of the factions here in the next couple months. And um, 
it'll just be good general information of where to build from from the starter boxes and some just generic tactics or little tips those kind of things so um tonight in fact we are going to be going over the trezorite crusaders yeah um i recently i recently picked these guys up um to play at adepticon 2021 and then uh that was on very sadly uh postponed and so uh but i paint them up and submit them won a painting challenge uh with those guys and really excited to chat about them tonight i think they're great models but they they were your first free band right yes it's because you bought traz rights that adapted con guys <laughs> just kidding <laughs> uh, uh yeah they were my first free band um i had just gotten out of miniature games i was done with them for a bit i didn't you know, I liked it. I liked the hobby, but I had done War Machine and Hordes, and I just moved, just sold my stuff, and just didn't didn't have any desire to really play, especially at that high model count. Uh, then my buddy Jeff here one day is like, hey, can you demo this game? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so we demoed the game. I think it was... I don't even know what I played in the demo. I, I don't know either. I want to oh, say... Trillions, I and it would have been Trillions and Kazarik. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I think I played the trillions. trillions. They're, they're my favorite free band, Yeah, so. But um, Jeff's explaining the factions, and Dinosaur Riding Romans came up, and I I just really liked the faction. The It has really unique models. Um, the dinosaurs, for instance, are just sweet. Um, I, uh, I really enjoy them. It's something kind of more unique in the world of Phelan, and um, that's kind of what brought me into them. So... Uh, Jeff, do you have a, a blurb about their lore you want to read real quick? I don't have a world I, pulled up. I don't, but here's what here's what I'll say. They don't. I, I don't have a blurb on here, unfortunately. But here's what I'll say about them. Uh, so these guys are Chalish. They are on the southern continent, um, that I can't recall the name of. Maybe my map would tell me if I could find it. But world of Phelan. I I know. But anyway, they're on the southern continent there, and they are like they are not outright bad guys. I want to start by saying that they're not outright bad guys in their minds. They are righteous warriors. They are doing the right thing in uh, following the sun god. Uh, however, Runa. Oh yeah, Runa. Thank you, thank you. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, anyway, by following Runa, their god. However, uh. One of their factually assembly rule is that a Trezorite free band cannot contain any female models, and the reason is is because they are a very misogynistic culture, and so they are hate, like they treat women very poorly, uh, very subservient, and they also are a massive and sprawling empire, and so they have made several incursions into the northern continent specifically landing in Thorminol or uh, Corona. And so we'll talk about Corona when they get released here. We're really excited about that uh, release as Michigan, uh, we, we kind of funded that faction. But uh, yeah, there's a crusade called the Jaguar Crusade that will be launched here very shortly in the lore. And it is uh, the Trezorite um, invasion of Corona and i think they win we'll see it's kind of there's some crazy stuff yeah. the bright sword wars are about to start and so it's going to be a crazy time in phalon but that's a little bit about the Trezorites. they're misogynistic they ride dinosaurs they're kind of roman legionnaire-esque um, i just want to point out that when i chose them i did not know i tend to choose the villains in games don't actually mean to um, like Ito clan and Bushido are very, very much like a villain, though they're all kind of neutral, but they're very, uh, but the Traz rights, it's funny, Jeff's like, because oh, I later, I, I Kandorans is one of the ones I was really excited about, and they're slavers. basically slavers, but yeah. they have a much richer history than that. They were kind of forced into it, so don't don't let the propaganda but from... In, right, <laughs> right now in the Phelan lore, I want to make this clear, there are no, like, that's the bad guys. It's like, there are no Chaos Space Marines, if you will. There are no uh, Tyranids. There are no Nazis, right? There, that, there are no, like, 
clear bad guys. Bad races, yeah. But, but if you were going to get one, this would kind of be the closest to it, as they tend to on the more evil side of things, but they really aren't evil. And right. So, I think to touch base on their lore, too, something really interesting is there's an entire faction in the game, Eclipse Sisterhood, that is a shoot-off of the Trazrite Empire because... Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but they're the Eclipse Sisterhood is the same race, right? Just Chaler, they're yeah. Traz, they're Phalet or Chalish, yep. right? But they um, basically that they were the women that were tired of being oppressed, and they broke out and became basically it's, an yeah. all female faction. So, so it's, it's really about, cool. Yep. Yeah, it's really cool that they they've done that, and uh, I think the representation there as well as the lore is just awesome. And so, because not not everyone in the Trazrite Empire is bad, just a lot of them are that way so all right but uh let's go ahead and dig into the starter box then i have that pulled up right here so i'll go ahead and name off the models that are going to be in the trazrite starter i had it pulled up yeah oh good i know i know who the leader is so we'll just start there as you pull that up uh the leader really stands out in this box set and it's because it's a roman legionnaire uh sword held over his head riding on a velociraptor called a velazor and so he's a big model he stands out it's a beautiful centerpiece uh for any um army there and so he really sticks out and uh we'll talk about his stat line then and then uh we'll have the we'll talk about the rest there uh so he's speed nine most of the factions especially like the kazark that we talked about last time that we did this you know a while ago. Anyway, they're speed 5, most of them. So this guy is speed 9 because of the Velociraptor there, the Velazor. Um, he is melee attack D12, but then his dinosaur also gets a bite attack at D8. So he gets two attacks, one at D12, one at D8. He has a Sakazet, uh, which is kind of a... Think of it like a scimitar. Shut your mouth. I know, right? Think of it like a scimitar or something along those lines. It's a D8 plus 1 damage. And it's lethal, so that means its crit threshold is only an 8 on critical damage. And so he's it's good to, like, he can get some nice damage off. Uh, the dinosaur's bite is a d6 damage. He has no range to sp at all. And then he's defense 5 with a shield. He's armor value 5 because uh, the dino there has some barding to it. Um... He's uh, got three life points, like a typical hero. Discipline tw D12, like a typical, uh, sorry, leader. Both of those are leader things. Three life points as a leader. And then, I was like, what? Yeah, I know. Uh, Maybe his, the new heroes, no, <laughs> the no. upgraded heroes. Yeah. Uh, his specials, he has the leader talent, which includes shoot them. Um, he has parry one, so that's always good to, like, def uh, that defensive talent there. He has leap attack, which... Leap attack ignores things like uh, ignores counterattack, so that on the on the charge, so that's really good. Uh, basically, a dinosaur leaps in, and so like a braced spear doesn't get there, get, doesn't get to attack first. Uh, he's got the cavalry special cavalry special rule, which is which is good on some parts, bad on other parts. It's a different thing. And then because of his mm -hmm. increased speed, he's actually fast, so he makes variable moves like uh, pursuits or fleeing at a d6 uh, instead of a d4. So he rolls an extra d6 inches on those moves. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, and then uh, the tactics he gives if he's your leader and um, yeah. is all cavalry models with him uh, get re-engage, which re-engage, it uh, lets you make a discipline test at the end of a pursuit move, and if you pass, make a three free inch move. So essentially, you're chasing down the enemy, they failed their test, you pursue them. Uh, this lets you make a discipline test to try to um, turn around yeah. if you need to, because you've just chased them down and you want to get back in the action. And he gives non-cavalry models recover, which recover here i'm gonna pull it up i'm pretty sure that's, i believe you pass your the, oh crap i just ran away test you rally and you get a three inch move no i thought recover was when you're doing when you win a battle you get an extra like a four inch move instead oh yeah 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 you might be right there i'll let you look that we'll up. double check here yeah i'll look it up while you go ahead right. and uh well i know what the next one is it's our sunbringer sun Yep, so the Sunbringer is the caster. 
Uh, he brings Runa's light to the world. Uh, he's going to be speed 7, uh, melee attack rating D6, melee weapon is a staff D6, two-ended. That's all pretty standard for most casters to have a staff. Uh, some of them don't, but most of them do. No ranged attacks or anything. He's defense 4, like most casters. He's armor value 2, like most casters. And uh, with two life points there, uh, discipline D8. He's pretty standard stat line. What he gets, though, is Sun Magic, which we'll talk about in a minute. And his car is yes. a D10, like most. He's got 15 power. And then he has a cool little ability called Battle Him. And so, like, each of the casters gets kind of a cool ability that they get. Battle Him is great. It uh, If he chooses not to cast, and he can't, like, there's a lot of requirements for it. He can't cast, he can't move, and he can't um, be engaged. Uh, but if all those things go so off... No marriage for him. I know, right? Sad. Anyway, uh, every model within nine inches of him gets plus one die level to their discipline stat. And so it's like, it's a global buff. Um, yeah, it's a gl global buff to your discipline. So it's really good. Yeah, I, I use it sparingly, but when I use it, it's pretty nice. I... I think um, while we're on the subject too, we can talk so we can about go ahead. we can talk the about spell tactics list. with that. But yeah, what if yeah. you have the spell list? Why don't you? We'll get to their tactics a little bit more. But the spell list is right here. So he uses sun magic um, for Runa and the sun, and uh, that's a quote there from. <laughs> oh my gosh! But uh, some of his uh, funner spells here. He's got conviction. Target friend gains a life point. Uh, this is the first life point loss. Essentially, what it does is gives their, you an overshield. Uh, you lose that life point for temporary hit points. Uh, he's got Crusade. Target friend with the leader talent gains Battle Cry. I use this often Super with good. the leader having a 9-inch move. Uh, you can position him anywhere you need, and then you can get, give him Battle Cry uh, to do some maneuverability, um, which is really nice. Battle Cry uh, allows all, all, models within, all, mo all of your models to make a free 3-inch move directly towards the person with Battle Cry. Which is uh, Kashark in this case for the most part. Yeah. Uh, and then Runa's Rage, target friend has Bone Crusher. Um, Critical hit just... thresholds are a 5. Yep. Runa's Vengeance, D8 damage, ranged attack. Those hit make a strength chest or a knockdown. This is, I don't feel like this is used much because, uh, you know, missile attacks are a little bit more finesse. But this is really good. That strength test or knockdown, it, it, it can make the difference. That's for sure. Especially if your caster's in trouble, someone's going at him, you just go boop, knock him down. Yep. Um, and then it being spirit magic, he's got Runa's voice. Target makes a morale test. If they fail, it must choose hold as its movement action. If it's already panicked or the test is charged, it panics immediately. Um, again, that one's not one I use a whole lot, but I think there's a lot of strategy with it. Uh, Runa's will, target friend gains plus two dice level discipline. That's really, you know, really that, useful. That can be really useful on multiple levels, yeah. Uh, Salvation, target recovers one life point in nine inches, uh, so that's a good little heal spell. Now I this hate, is why... I hate this spell, man. You use it against me all the time. Go ahead. What, sun? Oh, sun next, so Sunblind. Create a four-inch AoE with its center and line of sight. All models in the AoE are minus two dice levels ranged uh, rating and do not have line of sight to enemies outside of six inches. Those that leave the AoE are still minus two to their RAR but have line of sight. What this allows you to do is pop it on an annoying ranged enemy, have them walk out and get debuff. Or if you're like me and don't want to get charged a lot, what I'll do is pop that right on some annoying melee target, and they can walk into melee, but they cannot charge because they did not start with line of sight. Um, so that's really fun to kind of manipulate the battlefield. And a 4-inch AoE is respectable, you know, for sure. For 2 mana, it's great. It's okay. uh, last one is Sunburn. Target is minus 2 dice levels, Mar or Rar, your choice. Uh, that is a really good 1-mana spell to just be like, okay, you suck a little bit more at melee or ranged. Yeah, those are great deep buffs. So yeah, Sunblind is really good. I was playing a uh, Trillion Archer list. And so uh, those are elves with the archers, like lots of bows. And he would pop this on my little bow and arrow line and totally ruin my freaking day. He did fine. He still crit because he lowered dice. So. <laughs> spiked. Spiked. You can spike with lower dice. Critting is not so often. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got a few more models to talk about in the starter set. 
uh, Captain Abs here, also known <laughs> as uh, Chris. Uh, Chris, what's it? Which Chris is it? Oh, I don't know. The don't Jurassic know Park Chris. Oh, Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt. I don't think he looks quite like him. But uh, he the looks Pack exactly Master, like Chris Pratt, with no shirt on and flowing long black. I hair. wouldn't know. Anyway, um, so the Pack Master is awesome. We'll go ahead and talk about his two Vezarin companions. Uh, they are little raptors. Um, we'll kind of explain them a little as we explain him to kind of continue this on. But the Pack Master here, um, I've got his stats pulled up. He is speed seven. Mar D10, Trident D8 plus 2. Oof. Yes, so he's doing that damage. He has Defense 4, Armor 3, Life Points 3. So there's that third Life Point Jeff was so confused about. Discipline D10. He has Die Hard, Infiltrate. What's his... Stead... In... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Die Hard, Infiltrate. Steadfast 2, Alpha over Vezrin, and then his Endurance is a D10 and his Strength... Or D12, and his uh, Strength is a D10. That's what gives him the plus 2... Uh, Part it gives him plus one on his trident, and then the trident has plus one naturally. I so believe. the so he gets that die hard, but it's on a D twelve, and like D you know D twelve is a pretty solid die hard check there. It's definitely respectable. So combine that with infiltrate, which gives him that additional seven after the deployment, and then steadfast two, which is uh, per game he can uh, automatically pass two morale checks. Um, just decide he wants to pass him and bam. Uh, um, he also, with the alpha trait, uh, the Vezrin that are around him, what that gives it is all followers or followers of the type. So Vezrin in this case, within six inches of him may use his discipline for all discipline checks, which for Vezrin is amazing, uh, because they statically, I believe have a D four yep, discipline. They're, they're D4, uh, they, they run away without their alpha. That's for sure. Um, so it is very fun to take this guy, and um, you want to run him and the Vezrin up the field, but I don't think that's ever worked really great for me. Like when I say you want to, I mean like they're so fast, the Vezrin, they're speed nine. You want to take them with the speed seven infiltrate guy, and you're just like, yeah, let's get up the field, it'll do some damage, which can work if played out right, but for the most part, uh, he can survive, but the Vezrin typically don't. Um, so you want to get in there strategically and kind of use them to go in and just scare the bejeebies out of somebody. <laughs> they're kind of nice. They're nice chaffs, you know. To yeah. So Vezrin, he, he does some damage. He does work. Yeah, definitely. So Vezrin's their speed eight d six mar bite d six. Uh, they have four defense, four av, one life point, four discipline unless you're within d six, and then. Uh, they have War Beast, Leap Attack, Infiltrate, Pack Attack, Pass. Uh, we've already gotten over some of those, but War Beast, uh, it just basically makes they can't pick up items, some other stuff that's uh, per scenarios. And then uh, Pack Attack. Now, Pack Attack is where their bread and butter is. What it allows you to do is um, when you make an attack, you gain plus one dice level to your Mar for every friend with this talent beyond the first that is engaged with it. So let's say you've got two Raptors there, two Vezrin. You gain plus one dice level to your Mar static if they're both engaged in that combat. If two Vezrins total are engaged. And then if you had three Vezrin, it would be plus two dice levels to each Vezrin that's attacking as long as one's not dead or anything before the you know its turn. So it's, it's awesome. Uh, you combine that with Mr. Beefy and... Um, You've got just like a nice little alpha strike team, I feel like, you know. Mm -hmm. And he's one of the faster models in the faction at speed seven. So, yeah, especially definitely. For the foot guys. So, that covers uh, those two models. Next, let's go to, uh, I think, the star of the Trazerite faction. <laughs> yeah, totally. Best follower in the game. Best follower in the game, the Legionnaire. And a, quite a striking model, too, I'd say. Very cool. Um, sure, just in general, uh, the Legionnaire uh, should be a hero, but uh, unfortunately, the Vezrin's abs beat him out on this. Um, or not Vezrin, but the Backmaster. Uh, <laughs> They're like, we need someone, and they chose the buff guy over him. But he definitely deserves hero status here. So uh, let me pull up his stats here real quick. So the Legionnaire, he has 21 gold for a follower, which, oof, it's a lot, but you'll see why in a second. He has six speed, D8 Mar. Uh, Sacker set, D8 plus one lethal. 
D8 Rar. Oh, here's something. Uh, he has a Ghidorah, a D6 plus one with... Um, I can't even Disru read the hyphenations it's, it's, here. It's Disrupt, Shield Breaker, and Throne. And so Disrupt... Yes. Uh, disrupt, we already talked about Lethal, but Disrupt is... If you a target hit with this cannot employ any talent that alters the melee sequence for the rest of the turn. So like Raven Stance alters the melee sequence. Um, Counterattack would would also alter the melee sequence. I think. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's so what you can do. A lot of people will do with this is you can uh, move in with Legionnaire. You can charge and still throw your thrown weapon on yep. like With as no you go into the charge yeah because honey badger don't care he just does and doesn't and then here's some more incredible stats defense six now it says ls uh large shield so in the front he's defense six in the back he's only defense four four is still formidable as we just found out on the pack master he's only defense four so av five a very, for his speed, a very formidable um, AV. Uh, and only one life point, unfortunately. But he's a follower. If you gave him one more, he'd be a hero. And that's all he's really missing from being a hero, I feel like. But And then uh, D8 Discipline. Uh, so <laughs> compared to other followers in the game, which are usually a D6, um, he does pretty stinking well um, yep. with that. And, you know. Yeah, and just a, so he has the suck, uh, suck uh D8 plus one lethal, so he crits better. Crit threshold eight on damage. And then the with the uh, Ghidorah, it's D6 plus one. We talked about disrupt. It also has shield breaker. Shield breaker ignores the first plus one of any shield or first plus one to their defense. I feel like that's forgotten a lot. I forget that yeah. a lot. And so, uh, yeah, your muster threshers have it. But uh, so it hits like it, it ignores the uh, it ignores that shield bonus for most shields, not large shields, but most other shields. And then throne is fantastic. He can run and still throw his weapon, or he can, um, which makes him a pretty mobile ranged battery. Or he can charge, like Juice said, and throw his weapon. So he is a <laughs> just to put it into perspective, though. I've seen one of these guys one on one versus uh, a Kazarik. Um, uh, Hinterguard, which are very formidable melee opponents. Mm -hmm. And though he did not kill him, he stood his ground and wounded him, which for one life point model, followers just... It's it's an amazing feat by itself. Yep. They're great. So, um, but yeah, that concludes the 150 gold starter box. Um, so, Jeff, let's go ahead, um, I guess, and start talking about, do you think, uh, tactics, or do you want to talk about maybe what models you'd add next? Uh, yeah, let's just talk about some starter box tactics really quick. All right, um, so uh, one thing we mentioned already as far as casting is Battlecry. Uh, that is something to really make use of, uh, that you're already a pretty fast faction, and sometimes you've got the armor to handle it. Um or a lot of times. So use that to your advantage. Um, I think that the army and Jeff can give a little bit better explanation on this, but the army in general, you are not as tanky as Kazark or Heraldin, and I forget that so much when I play them. I just want to run them up and get into battle, and they don't always like that. They are a very fast faction, so they want to go um, together and secure those um, important scenario spots Um as, uh, not as fast as you can, but as fast and efficient as you can. And use that speed to kind of go in and, you know, get terrain advantage or get um, positioning advantage, you know. Um, Jeff, you can expound a little bit more, but... Yeah, you want to you wanna use your speed to take a position and then kind of hold a position. Again, you're not that tanky, but what you do have are those Velazor. And you don't have to run them with the Peck Master. You can set them up Vezarin, for... Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, the ve Vezarin. You can set them up for a, uh, like, kind of an ambush to... The, somebody comes and engages the Peck Master, and then you come in with those Vezarin. Um, yeah. don't, don't forget, you don't have to charge to do the thing that you want to do. Uh, charging gives you benefits, but you can also just walk into melee, and sometimes that'll yield better results. Uh, if you can charge, do it, but, like, just because you can't charge doesn't mean you can't just walk in. 
uh, if your lord yeah. is blocked. Something I've done with a Vezrin, um, I was playing against a faction that was very fast, and they were going to reach an objective before me. I just sacrificed him as fodder. He just ran 18 inches up the board, turn one, and touched that objective because I knew they were going to be there. Now, he didn't count to contest it, but what he did count as is, is an enemy to attack them so they couldn't do anything with it, and that gave me time to position myself and get up there. So you have that too, because those Vezerin are very fast with Infiltrate and their speed. The other thing that I don't want to discount is Battle Him. And so Battle Him is, uh, it doesn't seem great on the outset, because you're like, well, I only have to make a Discipline check if I uh, lose combat. But what Battle Him does is it gives all of your models within 9 inches plus 1 to their dis plus one DL Discipline. So your Kashark at a D12 discipline goes to a D14. That gives all of your other people a D14 discipline if they're within six inches of the Kashark uh, for morale tests. So that's really good. But then on top of that, your Kashark is now hitting before the opponent's leader because your opponent is only a D12 discipline. You're now at a D14. And then your Packmaster at his D10 is now going to strike at the same time as an enemy hero or enemy leader or before most enemy heroes. Uh, so, like, that and your your little old uh, legionnaire there is going to strike simultaneously with heroes and even before enemy casters. And so, like, that, it changes the order of combat with that battle him upping the uh, dice levels there. And so that's right. that's a huge, huge, huge advantage sometimes, especially if like you got a guy down to one wound, and you're also hurting really bad, and so the fight could go either way. You striking first could be the difference between winning and losing. And so don't forget, Dead. yeah, just don't forget about battle him. That's a major component that they have that's often overlooked. Right. I think uh, it's important too to note Kishar can hold his own. Um, he he doesn't exactly want to get right in the heat of it, but um, I went toe-to-toe -to -toe one time with the, um, I think a Packmaster was involved too, but I went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the, uh, what's the demon leader? The um, Zachalar. Yeah, which is probably one of the, no, I think it's Zalakar. One of the, one of the most formidable melee yep. units in the game. Yeah, he's and Kashmir. Kashark held his own. I mean, he did great. He uh, survived for quite a while, and uh, he held the position and got there. And I, I, I just was surprised at how you know well he did. Um, and it's important to know any of the Velzer too. There is dismounted versions of them in the rulebook, so you can take a dismounted Kashark if you want. He loses the speed and stuff, but he still he gains parry two instead of parry one. So uh, it's definitely a viable option if you don't mind the speed loss. Um, because he gets a little more defendable. And he's actually six points less expensive by dropping the Kashark. Yeah, so that is another another Vezrin almost right there, or a Cohort Archer, more or less. So, he's very good. So where I personally, and we're still talking about tactics a little bit here, but where I personally would build the starter set from, and Jeff and me are going to differ a little bit just because our play styles, but... Um, personally, I would go for a pit fighter, I think, after the starter box. The pit fighter is a D10 plus one Mar. Uh, he's got the pit glaive, which is D8 plus one Hinder, um, which we'll talk about in just a second. But he's defense six because of his buckler. Uh, armor's only two because he, again, is your shirtless, like, uh, pit gladiator type guy. But he's three life points. Um, he also has dodge two with an agility of, or dex of D10. Agility, D12, sorry. He has Steadfast, just like the Packmaster, so he can pass those morale checks if he needs to. Um, and he has um, D12 Discipline. So that that's more than... Like, that's on par with leaders um, in his discipline. So I was surprised. I thought AV2, I went up against him recently, and I was playing Bandits, and... I was surprised at how long he held out. I was just annoyed at it, actually. I'm like, I finally did a wound to him, but he still has two more because he has three life points. Yep. Um, that puts you at, uh, you know, 180 right there. Um, Is he only three gold? 
Yeah, just 30 gold. Speed 7, too. So I would uh, pick up maybe one or two of them. I just like the model a lot. I think you can't go wrong with another Legionnaire as far as a, far, uh, as far as a follower goes. And then from there, you can kind of just flesh it out. You know, you're, you're a little over 200 at that point. Um, you could go with an Azram Scout. Uh, they give you a little bit more mobility as they can kind of uh, jump in with their ambush ability and um, kind of sneak in there. Or if you're a little bit... I, I like the Azram Scout, but personally I like the Ravager a little bit better because of my playstyle. And the Ravager, his whole job, dismounted. Uh, he has a mounted version where he flies on, on this awesome pterodactyl type thing. But the Ravager dismounted. His job is to go in and he just wants to be a melee harasser. He goes in and he stops those leaders with uh, finicky talents like the um, Black Rose and his blade dancing or some uh, uh, Falcaran dudes. And there's different stuff like even Eclipse that want to go in there and try to run away. And he has his net and stuff. And he just makes way for the big hitters to come in. And he still has respectable hitting himself. Um, and he can also get out of situations. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where I would go. Uh, and more Vezrin, just because I like the Raptors. Uh, I think about three is what I would run average, but there's lists that have way more because they're fun. But yep. Yeah, uh, the uh, Ezerim Scout is one of my favorite units for the uh, for the free band. Uh, yep, they've got a Javelin that they can then throw... And they're uh, very like, uh, what what do I want to say? They're very agile, and so they've got harasser and elusive. So they're they're a great addition. The other route that you could take though, which is kind of fun, is the knights. And so you can bring two Velazor knights. Velazor knights are also mounted on Vezerin, not Vezerin, Velazors. Makes sense. They're mounted yeah, they're... on uh, Velazors, so they have. D10 Mar, they've got that D8 bite, uh, and then they're they have Lance or uh, Sakazet, and so the Lance is going to do a D10 with Shock. Shock is on the turn they charge, they get both Assault reroll to hit and Impact reroll damage, and they get Standoff with somebody else with Shock. Right. So they're also yeah. you, you can charge in with the one and then charge the back of that one with your other one and both hit the same target. I uh, I feel like it's worth noting. I've seen some one thing about free blades is it's very balanced, so you can pretty much throw anything and be pretty good. But I've seen some really formidable fun list where they mostly just take mounted stuff. They take a mounted Kashark, two um Velazor Knights mounted, they take the Daclos Ravager and then a um, couple Legionnaires, and then the Sunbringer, and that's their list. And it does well. I mean, they've got the speed for days, and then the, the Knights, they've got the survivability. I mean, they, they can go in there against two heroes and survive for a little while, especially if they've got backup from the Daklos, who has that fly and um, high speed to be able to get around the battlefield, speed 10 when they're yeah. flying to get around and, you know, scoop over models and stuff like that. Um, so that, that can be a really fun list too, just to kind of throw out there. Yeah. The Velazor has Perry one leap attack cavalry fast. He comes in at 34 gold and then the, uh, Daklos Ravager, which is the other, uh, flying one on the pterodactyl thing. And you can get two different pterodactyls. There's a parakeer and a Daklos and they're both very similar, but different sculpts. And so, uh, those that might be worth uh, looking into if you just add a note to your order, they might do that for you. Uh, but uh, yeah, barb javelins d6 plus one. They got the net, and then uh, they can use the net as they fly over people. That's kind of fun. Um, they're also really fast. They have a bunch of uh, skills, hit and run, bull rush stuff like that. They're they're a very good harassing unit. Um, they do come in. They clock in at 38 gold. And so they are pretty expensive, but overall, it's uh there that can be a fun list if you run the all mounted list. Right. So, um, I think an honorable mention too for the Trazerites, um, 
one of the alternate caster options they have that is not a Trazrite is the Wandering Wizard. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah, go into yeah. details, but I think he does bring with uh, elemental magic. He brings a, or energy magic. Uh, he brings a different element to the list. Being able to have a little bit more like he puts up walls and adds armor. I really like him in the the list. I like Sunbringer a lot, but um, he's just one of my favorite casters, and I think he's definitely worth looking into if you're looking at these guys is if you're kind of un, if you're unsatisfied with the magic yep yeah looking at a wandering wizard he can add a lot to the a lot to the list so it could be fun and plus he he's gandalf so you, you can look at him and look at his rules and his firework ability and you tell me if he's not so anyway <laughs> he's one of the other wizards yes cimmerillion yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's one of the blue wizards. Um, yeah. yeah. He shall not be named. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit about the uh, Trazerites. We hope you like our breakdown. And, you know, this is, again, meant to be new player friendly. And so we do the starter box and then a couple of additions. But you can go either of those routes or you could do what I did and go both of those routes when I bought models. And so... <laughs> I uh, yeah, yeah. I have models. That There's a few stuff we didn't touch on. That's a nice thing. I mean, if you if you want more speed, you can kind of look through the stat list and go that way. If you want more uh, survivability, go with the Blade Brother. Go a little bit more the Pit Fighter. Um, or yeah. you can even do some decent range lists if you have the cohort archers combined with legionnaires. There's some options there too. So yeah, we didn't. Yeah, like uh, like you said, we didn't even talk about the uh, Blade Brother, which is kind of a dismounted guy. Uh, He's a foot soldier, and then a viper veteran, also a foot soldier, but from further south in uh, in the continent there in the jungles. And so he might have a poison blowgun. Yeah, I think, I think he's uh, definitely worth looking at. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We're going to be doing more episodes on Freeblades again here soon, so faction breakdowns. Um, and we hope you're able to give it a listen, and it helps you out. Yep. All right, have a good night, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh wait, uh, Juice, we we forgot to announce the winner. Who uh who won your raffle giveaway thing? Uh, it looks like it was Daniel. There you so go. Uh, Daniel, um, I will be at next level, hopefully next uh, Freeblades game day, and I will be bringing the Karu yeah, Ronin model for you. Twenty first July. Yes, on the twenty first July. So uh, you can pick it up there at next level. Um, or you can uh, private message me and uh, we will find a way to get it to you. But congratulations. Hope you enjoyed the game and, um, you know, would love to talk Bushido. And if you have any questions, I'd love to uh, help you uh, look into it. So there you go. All right. Well, now, now good night and thanks for listening. (laughs) 